movement um, show in Philadelphia. Uh, we have been here two days. Two long days, but fun days. We feel terrible. <laughs> I feel awful. I feel right like now. garbage. <laughs> uh, but we're not alone. We have a guest. Uh, we are joined by Leah Turner. I, I haven't said her last name out loud. I've only read it on her name, ta- yes. name bed. <laughs> Leah Turner, who's the host of the Hot House podcast. Um, recommend you download it. Uh, rate, review, subscribe, subscribe, all those things. Yep. Uh, anywhere that you can find podcasts. Uh, can't forget to also plug the uh, other shows on All Point West, All Points West Network. Dave, what's going on? I'm piecing it together this week. Piecing it together this week. We're doing our first ever fan film. Uh, we're doing the Uncharted fan film, which should be a lot of fun. And uh, then hopefully we'll be doing Sorry to Bother You next week. Yeah, hopefully if I get yeah, <laughs> yeah. If we, if we get you some time to go to the movies, hopefully. Uh, meanwhile, over on Entre Dos. Um, there's a lot of fun stuff going on there. They're talking to uh, a, a millennial. That's really all I know. <laughs> a millennial. They're hey, talking to a millennial. Millennials are big right now. They're the, they're the yeah. hottest thing right now. Yeah, the I think millennials. So. Yeah. yeah, they're they're great. <laughs> um, again, uh, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review to Entre Dos and piecing it together. We're live, man. Yeah, we made it. Yeah. We're live. We're alive. I was going to go on Facebook live, but then I remembered I needed my phone for and then notes. you remember that's stupid. So, that's yeah, a and I remember that too. Yeah. an idiot to do. Which was like one of the main lessons here was to go on Facebook live, but we're calling it stupid right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, speaking of like, we should probably give a little shout out to Talk Shoe. Uh, we're at their, uh, not Talk Soup, Talk Shoe. Right. Um, we're at their installation in the middle of the podcast movement lounge, I guess. And Which, by the way, I uh, I was going through my bag of goodies I got uh, back at the room, and I pulled out some shoelaces, and I was like, what the hell are these? And then when we got here today, I was like, oh, talk shoe. Uh, there we go, shoelaces. So before we jump into the A block, I want to talk to Leah a little bit about about her show. We we, yeah. we met up yesterday and had a cool conversation at our at our politics meetup, and um, you know, tell me about uh, what permaculture is and what what the Hot House podcast okay. is. Yeah, so Hot House, I am trying out a new tagline. Um, it's a podcast about ecology, environmental justice, and how nature affects our lives. And so it started out, I'm a landscape designer and in Austin, and Austin, Texas. And um, I... Not Austin, Massachusetts. No, <laughs> but sometimes people think I'm saying Boston. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I was a culture reporter for a while before, and I, when I decided that I was done with that. I, I kept meeting all these people in the like landscaping and gardening world who were like really cool and I had this kind of like, I wanna pitch that, you know, like so I wanted to still do some sort of creative writing or some kind of media around gardening, but there was like nowhere to really do it. Like all of the gardening uh, media that's out there is like pretty conservative and pretty like apolitical and I'm read into talking about politics so I started this podcast and so I am talking about social justice issues around how we use um, 
how we use land, how we use uh, the environment, how we use resources, and um, also I'm just kind of like a geek out about nature facts and plants and animals and stuff, because we that's were, fun. We that's were talking awesome. yesterday about um, the challenges of being in Austin, which is a super progressive town ensconced in just this conservative hellscape of an enormous state, mm-hmm. Texas, governed as it is by uh, you know, a legislature that doesn't share the the politics of the people of, 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 the, of the capital there. I mean, what are the talk a little bit about the way that those sort of challenges play out, right? Like a lot of times Austin will try to do something cool and the state will overrule it. Yes. So Austin is a fairly progressive city um, for the South and um, we've got like a pretty... like a pretty good city council I would say Um, we have uh, one one of our city council members uh, Greg Kassar is a DSA member and he's very progressive and very cool and so some of the things that um, Austin's working on doing right now um, we've just passed a paid sick leave ordinance where all employees are entitled to accrue a certain amount of uh, sick leave time, no matter you know whether or not that's like a job, a benefit given right, to them by their employer. Whether or not the employer, employer gives yeah. that as a benefit. And so right now the DSA is out trying to spread the word about that, trying because like workers don't know. Like right. I have friends that work at restaurants, and I'm like, you know, you can get paid sick leave starting in October, and she's like, what? Like. No, right. I just go to work sick. So so there's stuff like that. Which and is that's, great at a restaurant. I always love that, you know, the people that yes. work at restaurants are basically existentially compelled to show up to work sick. Restaurants, grocery stores, mm. farms, like everywhere that's like handling your food on the chain should, it has no fun. access to paid sick time. So so that's one thing that, that we've just passed. That's something that they, the city council, <laughs> just passed. That Leah personally we, passed. We. Leah stormed into oh, this legislature shit, I wish and kicked we could the door take down. Okay, uh, that's something that they have passed. I was not involved in that, but that's something that they passed. And now the, uh, the business community, the big small business is coming in and they're suing the crap out of Austin and trying to get uh, get that rescinded and the legislature is going to try to get that rescinded. We've got a plastic bag ban that went into effect years ago and now the legislatures know we've got freedom to have plastic bags, you know, and so it's just on and on and on. We had, we actually wanted to keep Uber out of Austin um, and the, the ledge came in and we're like, no, we have to have Uber. Um, so and we weren't actually trying to keep Uber out of, out of Austin. It was more like we wanted to have a certain amount of like background checks and stuff like that for right, drivers. Right. Yeah, the, the fingerprinting. Yeah. It, yeah. The business so, world is nothing if not predictable. So. Yeah. Yeah. And man, Uber. <laughs> um, so that's the that's the dynamic. It's like Austin passes something progressive, and then the state tries to take it away. So it's like local government, local control. You know. Yeah. We're trying to have that, but the big government Republicans yeah. keep taking it away. It's sure. funny. The, 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 they, they want small government, except for when they want big government. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that leads us in nicely into our... We only have time for an A block because the, the folks that talked to you um, were kind enough to give us a half hour, and um, we don't want to abuse that. Sure. Or maybe we do. Maybe we, we force them to... Actually, there's a lot of them. I thought that there might not be that much. They roll there's pretty, a lot of yellow shirts. Yeah, a lot of yellow shirts, and they roll pretty crew thick, dude. I don't know. They might just... um. 
be able to lift 300 pounds of we're also very can. tired so i mean yeah, we, we i wouldn't can't put up much of a well. fight yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, uh, Leah is from Texas, so she is carrying two guns. It's legislation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> has to. It's, it's, it's open carry. Open carry. Yes. Open carry. Conceal carry. Well, maybe carry. I don't know. Uh, um, so look, we've been talking a few times in, in recent episodes about uh, the new darling on the left, which uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. Very proud to say, well, I think be representing the district of my birth, where I'm originally from, in in, uh, in Queens, and. Um, I love, remember Dave, I told you a while ago how much I love, it's great that people are going after her. That's, that means so much. Like yes. it's a, it's such a good thing that people are going after her yes. because it means that they're scared shitless. Right. I love it. As I love they it. should be. So, um, by now, I think this was on Thursday. So by now it's old news. People might've heard of it, but she had her first, uh, you know, non-stellar interview where she, where the interviewers on, um, on firing line on, uh, on PBS hit her with some questions that she's doesn't have a great well-formed knowledge on like they were asking her about palestine israel and um you know some, some other economic issues that i mean she's she's an economics major she is smart and can answer well but uh you know like i said they're going to be looking for every little thing to every yeah. little string they're to not going to let a single word slide and they're, they're gonna not going to be generous in the interpretation of her answers like nobody's gonna give her the benefit of the doubt and that's great that's i think it should be that way because um, you know what, it's going to make it all the much sweeter when we rip their money out of their cold, dead hands. But anyway, um, uh, specifically, I wanted to talk about. And we already kind of did a little pre-interview on this, so we're all sort of on the same page here in the A block or the only block about um, one thing that came out of that firing line interview, which was uh, uh, I'm going to read from a, um, a Politifact article that that came out. Alexandra or uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. Wrong on several counts about unemployment. One of the things that she said was um, uh, unemployment is low because everyone has two jobs. Unemployment is low because people are working 60, 70, 80 hours a week and can barely feed their family. And this set off people on the right and on the center because the, the, the wonk crowd and the, the economy is doing great. Thank you, uh, President Trump crowd. Both agree that that one single indicator, employment, is the overall indicator of the of the, of the health of the economy, right? Um, gave her shit specifically. Uh, called her out for the assertion that that people are working multiple jobs, and they re- relied on some um, some. Uh, I believe it's the the Federal Reserve Bank of St. Louis. They they have they they, they keep the um, the the statistics of how many workers are working multiple jobs, and it's it's held pretty steady throughout for, uh, as as far back as the '60s. It's always about seven or eight million people have like multiple jobs but this was my point and i talked to both of you about this before the wonk crowd and the sort of conservative media crowd and the pundit crowd they really are telling on themselves when they go out half cocked with bad stats to push back on on things like this what they're telling on themselves is that they don't have any real experience in the real world they've never bartended for cash They've never been part of the gig economy, which is not counted in, in uh, the Fed's um, statistics. They've never had like gray level employment where you're you're kind of doing something off books. Um, they've never done the kind of work where maybe you cobble together three or four. Like I had years of my life where I cobbled together three or four different five thousand dollar a year jobs. Right. All, that, the, all these little jobs that are lower than what you're going to report. on. Right. They don't meet the federal uh, requirement for for. Uh, 
the threshold for reporting. So at the end of the year, I made like 17,000 bucks sometimes. And uh, like the IRS didn't even know I existed that year. And um, sure enough, like we did a little bit of research and we looked into it and it's, it's murky. You can't find out exactly how many people are in the gig economy precisely because the gig economy is, is um, you know, is, is, is like that by nature. But I saw estimates that say that up to 34% of the overall economy is gig economy or will be that. And it, so just do the simple math. If a third of people who are working are also working in the gig economy, fuck yeah, man. People are working way That's more than they used jobs to. by definition. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what you, you read? You read something too that was interesting. Well, yeah. I mean, I was looking at this this Politifact article, and my favorite part of it is is where it says uh, it's worth remembering that that the factors Ocasio Cortez cited, people working multiple jobs and long hours, are actually good things for the labor market. Said <laughs> Gary Burtless, an economist with the Brookings Institution. So it's so it's not true. But even if it were true, it would be good. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's like, but it's good for the the labor market but it's not good for workers yes right there's one right. thing that my daughter my tiny beautiful daughter always says to me um when i come home and she says papa i'm so glad i haven't seen you for four days because you've been working your <laughs> stupid ass off it's and good for the labor market. That, that's, for what, the labor I, that's market, what i papa. say to you whenever i get to see you yeah, that's true. yeah i haven't seen you for four months <laughs> uh yeah they gave her and to, to the to your point they gave her a pants on fire which politifact you got to wear the pants on fire in this Well, one. yeah. I mean, because people are working multiple jobs. I mean, it, yeah. I mean, I guess the pants on fire was because she said that that was why unemployment was low. Like, it it wasn't like a lie, no, you no. know? Like, that was kind of, anybody it was a weird who, that they fact-checked that. Yeah. Anybody who operates in the world and has been an adult for more than, I don't know, since before the, uh, since before the recession. If you've been in a working adult since before... 2009 you can clearly look around you and see that 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 your money doesn't go as far you have to work more you have to pick up uh you're you're being constantly the other thing we talked about is how often we talked yesterday about your own experience and i've had i share this with you too um being funneled into the 1099 contractor world Mm -hmm. where it's like we don't really want to bring you on as an employee because like we don't want to assume all of that risk and you know we just want you for this and this and this but not you know we want to date we don't want to get married type thing right. you know so anybody who who isn't uh you know like the author of this lewis jacobson uh you know an editor over there at politifact or the guy that i got into a little back and forth with on um on twitter uh noah smith who's like one of these insta pundits that they just like crank out in a factory somewhere on bloomberg uh bloomberg view um if you're not one of these people and you live in the real world you know that what she's saying has merit and just because it doesn't uh it doesn't jibe with the very specific type of um, reporting that they're doing at the Fed where they're saying, I think what they're saying at the Fed is like, these are how many people have multiple W-2 jobs. Right. Which, yeah, that makes sense. There's not that many. Yeah. There's maybe maybe seven or eight million at any given time. But that's not the way that this works. But do people care about the numbers over like the anecdotal evidence that they see in their daily lives? You know, I don't think that people give a shit about... No, yeah, you're, you're right. You're dead on. Because these people, by the way, are only preaching to their own choirs. Right. It, right they're right. they're talking to Twitter. These yeah. people are like, this is, when the fuck has a, pan, has a, has a politifact, uh, you know, all of the politifacts that have been published in the last 
10 years, when have they swayed a vote? Like, when has a single Never. person been like, damn, I guess my entire worldview is fucked up because this PolitiFact article changes what I think. By the way, we're at a podcast convention around a whole bunch of people doing a second job yeah. trying to make money off of podcasts. Yes, we know? are. Yeah. I would say, I mean, what would you predict is the amount of people in this, the, I don't know, three or 4,000 people at this convention right now? Who are making their primary income from just the podcasting, this thing that they're passionate about? I mean, maybe a few of the speakers. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And even them, they didn't start out that way. Yeah. I mean, everybody is trying to do something else. People all up and down the socioeconomic ladder, except at the very top where you've got think tank assholes, where you've got, you know, pundits, where you've got Bloomberg View writers. And those people, yeah, you know what? They've probably never had more than one W 2 job at a time. And uh, I would, I would, I'm sure this Noah Smith guy is somebody who's like on MSNBC now and then. I would like to ask him, like, except he stopped responding to me when I pulled the when when a few of us pulled the statistics and confronted him with the flaws in his methodology. Um, I would like to ask him, like, hey, when you go on MSNBC, if they pay you for that, you know, how are you paid? Are you an employee of MSNBC? No, dipshit, you're not being counted in this metric. Right. Um, the world's getting worse, I think, is our point. <laughs> and I think another another issue that is, like, tied into it is that, okay, so there's the gig economy, and that's one thing. But then there's another thing that's, like, there's, you know, we're so anti-unions now that there's, like, a, a big push to, I guess, just hire part-time workers now. And, like, then, you know, so that people can't organize, you know. And so, like, I have a friend who works for an airline. It is, uh, well, I won't say what airline it is, but like, they've hired her on as a part-time worker. She it, gets, it rhymes with Schmoonited Schmerlin. She gets, <laughs> she gets benefits from it, but it's, like, you know, it's maybe, like, 30 hours a week, you know, and then, yeah. but, like, it's... It's done that way because they don't, you know, they don't want them to be organized, you know. So she's part-time. She's got some benefits, but, like, they, the labor, the working conditions are crazy. Her hours are insane. And, you know, she's not a full-time employee. And so that's another way. It's like there's the gig economy, and then there's this, like, then there's the 1099 people, and then there's just, like, hiring someone for 37 hours a week yeah. or whatever. Whatever I can do to stay under the, um, you know, usually it's the, the Obamacare because Obamacare was such a compromise that you know it ended up being its sword was turned against itself and it ended up being that so many like you're talking about so many employers um were incentivized to hit like 31.5 hours for all of their employees so that they avoid having to come out of you know come out of pocket for for uh health insurance and i've taken jobs like that you know and yeah it's like i think we've all been on a lot of different sides of this you know we've all done 1099 jobs and yeah, but the thing is, like, it brings me, you know, it reminds me a little bit, and I had made a little note to talk about this, the conversation that people used to have a lot when Obama was, was in, in office about labor participation. Because every time you would point out this incredible, uh, like, you know, X amount of month-long streak of, of, of job recovery, um, the conservatives at the time, now they, now they love how great the unemployment rate is. Back then, they didn't like how great the unemployment, was, uh, unemployment rate was because they said labor participation is down. But anybody who, again, lives in the real world and has aging boomer parents knows that there was a period of time where the largest population was retiring and leaving the workforce or aging out, and the youngest population wasn't fully in the workforce yet. Millennials are fully in the workforce now, so labor participation will go up. 
especially as as boomers frankly die i mean and it, it's this nuance that's lacking but it's like strict adherence to whatever my vox graphs tell me you know my right. whatever vox.com is telling me in eight simple graphs that explain everything about unemployment um and it's it's just a blinkered view of things, I think. This, yeah. So, uh, depending on who we believe, we either have about five or eight minutes left. Do you think we should uh, jump into a little bit of love let's hate? Let's do love hate. Yeah. Dave, let's start with you. What do you love this week? Okay, well, actually, I know I always screw up love hate, um, but I'm going to do it again oh, right Jesus now. I was thinking, Christ, I was <laughs> for, foregoing my love, maybe even my love hate, and asking around the table, what was your favorite thing you saw here at Podcast Movement? Your beautiful face. Okay, that's a good one right there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, since you've ruined love-hate, yeah. um, let me just ignore you. Uh, Leah, <laughs> Leah, what do you love this week? Well, I... Uh, okay, well, I'm just going to say I really liked meeting you guys. Uh, I really liked awesome. uh, meeting some fellow... Uh, Impressive folks, the people on the left. Awesome. Yeah, it's nice. Didn't when you know if I would across the state lines. Yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> I would have brought my abolish ice shirt if I had known. Yeah, it would have fit in in downtown Philly yeah. where we were walking through yesterday. Um, my love would be, uh, yeah. I mean, I guess you could stick with 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 this, um, with with the with the show. The show has been fun. Uh, my favorite, um, you know, I'll give love to the, to the folks at Talk Shoe because they're letting us use their awesome gear. So. That's cool. that's my that's my love for the week. What, what about you, Dave? What are you hating on? Uh, well, no, my, my love would be uh, would be last. No, you night. lost that chance. No, you had I, a chance. I did not. I'm going to say. It. I'm going to say. It. It. I'm going to say it. <laughs> I love talking to uh, Roger Cloud from Cloudlifter. That was cool. Uh, He's a cool which guy. is a product that we use, and uh, we got to hang out with him, talk with him, and his mic collection is absolutely insane. It was total audio geek geeking out, you know. So yeah, kick us off on on what you what what what, what the hate what you hating on, Leah. Um, well, I thought of another love, actually. Oh, give it, I'm not, give it. We're bucking the format. I, I do, I do this it. all the time. This he gets format, super mad. This, this format He's not going to get mad at you, but he gets mad at me. He's been dinged yeah. up. Oh, you <laughs> made me think of something else, because I got to Good. talk to Chendra Kamnukia yesterday. I think I'm saying his last name wrong. But yeah. he is awesome, and uh, I got to record a little short interview with him. So Along was, with Hot House, cool. uh, also subscribe to Uncivil. Um, Uncivil, uh, Chendra's um, awesome podcast. I think we might luck out and get him as a guest soon, too. And uh, it sounds like he's going to be a guest on, on your show pretty soon, uh, as soon as you upload the files. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm going to stick with hate because I did find uh, Forbes. Did any of you guys see the Forbes story about libraries, the op-ed written oh, by... No, I didn't even see it. Okay, so don't worry. You missed nothing, dude. Um, <laughs> so they deleted this story, but Forbes ran... First of all, you got to understand, Forbes has this old Huffington Post thing where it's like, if you're somewhat successful in your career, they just give you keys to the back end and let you be a guest contributor. And you can just write your own blogs. And um, wildly irresponsible form of germ- journalism. All it is doing is chasing clicks. And uh, one of the one of the articles was um, basically the the premise, it was a Long Island University professor, actually the, the, the um, chair of the economics department at LIU, he wrote a piece saying that Amazon should take over all libraries, we should close our libraries, and replace them with the Amazon inline stores, which wow. is just a special kind of, like, horrible, late oh. capitalist. This is dark. <laughs> it's yeah. really, really <laughs> We, we love to get dark on this show. The, yeah, this is pretty The bad. backlash was so strong that they took, this, they took the story down. Didn't have any inaccuracies but it was just completely wrong and so 
first of all, there's a million things to hate about that. That that this guy. He. I read the original article before it was deleted. He didn't really support any of this. Any of this idea. He basically just threw out assertions that like nobody's using the libraries anymore. Bullshit. Like library usage is up something like thirty percent. Austin has a wonderful new library. I've seen the Austin library before. Um and. Uh, Vegas, UNLV has an awesome public library oh, yeah. too, and um, so in Miami we have a great, li- strong library system um, that just got more public funding two years ago. People use it for a lot of things. It's a civic gathering place. It's not going to be replaced by a, a Starbucks with Amazon on it. And I think one of the core things that this supposed uh, economics department chair missed is that those Amazon inline stores are fucking loss leaders. Amazon doesn't open a lot of them. They're just a PR stunt. They right, don't make money right. on them. Yeah. Absolutely. Why would they want to open 10,000 of them? They lose money on them. Yeah. They're not, they're, they're supposed to be like cute, goofy, you know, get your name in the paper type shit. It's a loss leader. It doesn't make sense. Like the, the, the whole purpose of Amazon is to not be big box. Right. So uh, that was my hate. And yeah. I we don't need to to automate and privatize every single thing. Like Uber wants to privatize. Right. I mean, Uber wants to, you know, basically privatize driving, yeah. automate that and make it all, you know. It seems like it's coming, but <laughs> we certainly don't need it. Just fight it off as much as you can. It's exhausting sometimes. And yeah. it doesn't help to be out all night drinking. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it does. No, maybe it does. <laughs> all right, I think that's all the time we got at the talk shoe. Talk shoe. And uh, the talk shoe, talk shoe, the talk shoe, talk shoe. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, our our uh, Philadelphia experience has gone pretty well, Dave. Oh, fun time, and of course, getting to hang out with my best friends in the whole world. So don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Also, don't forget to check out Hot House. Uh, oh, yeah, can I give my URL? Go Absolutely. HotHousePodcast.com. Check out HotHousePodcast.com and Leah there, um, piecing it together entre dos as well. All Points West Network. Um, yeah, I, I think that's all we got, right, Dave? Sounds good. To Read me. us out. I'm just kidding. You Read, have nothing to say. I, I, I'd have nothing. You I, simple I, moron. <laughs> just sitting there being beautiful. <laughs> sitting there looking beautiful. <laughs> so lucky you're eye candy.